Thank you for joining the Georgia Chamber podcast. For 105 years, we have been the leading voice of business in the state of Georgia. Through these podcasts, we want to help you better understand the issues facing our state and how your business can grow and prosper. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, go to www.gachamber.com. Okay, well, welcome to our Georgia Chamber Resiliency and Recovery Town Hall meeting this afternoon with Speaker David Ralston. I want to thank all of you for joining us and the Georgia Hispanic Chamber, our partners always on these town hall calls. Uh, I want to remind you that we have another town hall uh, this upcoming Thursday with the head of DOT and the Georgia Ports Authority. And tomorrow, the chamber will start our resiliency roundtables. We'll have uh, leaders of three of our studios here in Georgia to talk about what's happening in the film and TV industry and the impact that the virus and the pandemic have had on them. Also want to encourage and remind you to join our join us on social media and to visit our webpage, gachamber.com slash COVID-19 with the latest updates. We have published uh, recently, I think in the last few hours here, uh, guidelines for the PPP loan forgiveness uh, that was just released from the Treasury Department earlier today. You can obviously get that same information over the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce's website as well. You know, we started these town hall meetings uh, about eight weeks ago because we wanted to let the business community know what was happening with our government leaders in response to the pandemic. And over the last few calls, we really turned our attention now more to the recovery and Georgia's resiliency as we move forward. But I think part of the credit for the incredible response and the fact that we're now uh, 18 days of lower recorded um, uh, uh, virus here in the state of Georgia is the incredible work of our good friend, Speaker David Ralston. Uh, Governor Kemp's done an incredible job, but he does it with an incredible team. And it's a partnership at the Capitol. And we know, Speaker Ralston, you play an incredible part in that on many, many levels. And we really appreciate you taking time out of a very busy schedule uh, to spend a few minutes with our members this afternoon. Uh, we'd love to get kind of your thoughts and your feedback about where we are in the recovery, and particularly as we start looking to that next session uh, and the partnership that business plays with the state of Georgia and the impact that we're going to have from budgets, what that looks like and how we can partner. So, Mr. Speaker, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for what you do every day, and we'd love to get an update from you. Well, thank you very much, Chris, and Santiago and, and, and all the members that have joined with us this afternoon. I'm honored to be with you and to have a few minutes to share with you uh, a little bit about where we've been and where we're going uh, in state government with uh, uh, what has truly been and still is a very uh, unprecedented period in our history as a state, nation, uh, and even globally. Uh, the, uh, you know, it, it, when I step back and think about, uh, you know, that when we started the session back in January and even the first few weeks of the session, when this was not even on our radar, uh, and to think, you know, how things have been reset by this uh, pandemic uh, is, is, uh, is, is kind of, uh, to use a an expression is kind of mind-boggling and, and it, it, it takes a lot to kind of wrap your brain around uh, what has happened and, and where we are. Um, you may, you will all remember that on March 13, 
uh, at the end of legislative day 29, we suspended the 2020 session uh, of the General Assembly uh, due to the rising number of cases of uh, COVID-19. We did come back in on March 16 for the one day special session to ratify the uh, governor's declaration of a public health emergency. <clears throat> and since that time, we have been uh, out of session. That does not mean we have uh, been holed up and not doing anything. I can tell you that uh, uh, our team here in this office has been probably busier than we have been at any point since I've been speaker, uh, uh, beginning in the immediate aftermath of the suspension, um, reacting and trying to help our members, House members get through uh, this period of when they had many, many questions, uh, uh, trying to be sure that, uh, that, that they were getting their input in on, on, on having resources in their community. Um, uh, we devoted a lot of time uh, to that. Um, and uh, uh, we've also been meeting with groups like this uh, on virtual platforms to talk about um, where we are and where we're going and, 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 and really trying to, to, to get some ideas on what we can do once we uh, kind of get to where we can say that the, the, the curve has been flattened to uh, uh, get Georgia back on a strong uh, economic footing um, and, 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 and grow our prosperity uh, again. Um, so we, um, uh, we started in um, uh, early April uh, meeting with the appropriations uh, people, uh, Chairman Terry England and his team. Uh, we uh, started meeting with them. They have been now transitioned into meeting uh, jointly with the, uh, the Senate appropriations uh, team and, and looking at basically rebuilding a state budget. Uh, we had passed a, a, uh, a budget uh, out of the House uh, a few days before the suspension, uh, a budget for fiscal year 21. Uh, that went over to the Senate and, uh, well, needless to say, that budget has kind of long since uh, been uh, 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 rendered obsolete and we're going to have to, to really uh, and already have started the process of coming back in and, and, and rebuilding the budget. It's going to be a very uh, um, uh, painful and challenging uh, time to make the kind of cuts that I think we're going to have to make. Uh, the uh, House and Senate appropriation teams, as, uh, as well as OPB, have agreed and, and reached a consensus <clears throat> on asking the uh, departments and agencies to submit uh, proposed budgets containing 14% uh, cuts to their budget. Uh, and I can tell you a 14% cut in one fiscal year is, uh, is, is substantial. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're trying to identify some areas now where we can 
can make those cuts. Uh, um, and, um, you know, the problem with running a, a, a lean uh, balanced budget, as we do here in Georgia, is there's not much uh, uh, to cut from. And, and so, uh, uh, but I know that they're, they're coming up with some ideas that we'll uh, begin talking publicly about uh, after the beginning of the month. Um, we started about three or four weeks ago looking at res at a resumption of the session. Uh, I thought it was important that we wait until June. Uh, I think now we have a consensus on a June uh, start date uh, uh, because I think it's critical that we give uh, our appropriation committees uh, uh, the most current, up-to-date information that we can give them as they make these uh, uh, challenging decisions. Um, and in addition to that, obviously, the governor's going to need some time to revise his revenue estimate. Uh, and we will not have the complete uh, April numbers in until uh, the last day or so of May. Uh, so that was sort of my reasoning in proposing a, a June uh, uh, beginning date. Um, so uh, we'll uh, select a, a hard date uh, here soon and uh, we'll continue to have dialogue uh, with the Senate. They at first wanted to come back on May 14th, uh, which would have been last week. Uh, um, and uh, I think now they realize that that was probably uh, way premature. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get there on that, and uh, and we'll come back in session. Um, a lot of people have been asking, well, what is session going to look like? Um, well, it's going to look a little different. Um, uh, I have a bipartisan committee that I appointed here in the House, led by Majority Leader Burns and Minority Leader Trammell. They've been uh, heading up a, a, a team of other members and staff here in the house to look at some ways that we can do our work. We can do it in an open, uh, transparent way, uh, and uh, but yet be safe uh, to our members. We have a, we have a number of members uh, who are in the uh, uh, so-called vulnerable uh, category uh, and due to age and. Uh, some have some underlying health issues, and certainly we're trying to uh, factor in uh, consideration of those things. Uh, uh, I expect that within the next week to 10 days, they will have their final recommendations. They produced their first set of recommendations last week. Uh, we will begin with some pretty basic things that we actually implemented um, before the suspension, um, in that we we we, we terminated uh, for the rest of the, this session the page program in the house that will continue. There will not be any pages. Uh, we will not have guests on the floor of the house. Uh, the floor will be strictly limited to members and staff, um, and uh, uh, the gallery where. We're not, uh, I want to emphasize this because I, I got blamed before the suspension for, for 
trying to shut the public out of the gallery. Um, that was never what we tried to do, never what I said we wanted to do. But I did discourage the public from coming because there's nothing that they could see there that they couldn't see live streamed. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, we're going to encourage the, 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 the public uh, uh, without keeping them away. We're going to uh, encourage them to not come, uh, but to live stream our sessions. Um, the uh, access uh, points to the Capitol will be limited, uh, and we will check uh, the health condition of members and guests. Uh, uh, and by guests, I mean those who are here advocating for their clients and um, the media and others that need to be here. We'll be taking their temperature and uh, uh, scrutinizing them when they come in and uh, uh, regardless of how many times they come in each day. So we're um, trying to, to make it as safe um, as, as is possible. Um, the, uh, the other area I wanted to touch on that a lot of people have an interest in is uh, other than the budget, which kind of is uh, uh, an unusual way of saying things, nothing matters but the budget in, in the period of time we have remaining. We have to pass a balanced budget. We have to get that to the governor by uh, uh, June 30 uh, for him to sign <clears throat> that will be our our um, our focus uh, uh, primarily um, I know that there there's interest in other matters I get suggestions every day from people who say well you know I had a little bill last session you think we can kind of run that one through um, I said well no not everybody's going to get a little bill run through what I've asked uh, the leadership team in the House to do, and, and, and my understanding is, I don't want to speak for him, that the Lieutenant Governor uh, either will or has already asked his members to do, uh, is to prioritize um, uh, the uh, legislation they want to uh, try to get across the finish line, recognizing that we'll be dealing with a very, very limited period of time uh, on, uh, on these other issues uh, because the budget will uh, suck up most of the oxygen in the room, uh, but uh, there may be some room for uh, some other things. Um, I like to try to find the silver lining when at all possible. I tell people that uh, I was here in 2010 as speaker when we went through a, uh, a, 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 a tough economic period. It was kind of the, the bottom of the Great Recession. Um, and uh, we did a lot of cutting in that session. It was, a, it was a very difficult session to get through, but we did. And not only did we come out of it, and I know the magnitude of this problem is far exceeds that, but it's a, it's a fairly good model to go by. We, we not only came out of that, but we implemented some, some reforms after that, such as tax reform, some regulatory reform, uh, and some other initiatives 
that uh, put us on the track to being the number being selected the number one state in the nation uh, in which to do business for seven years in a row. So uh, if we can bounce back like that from that problem, I know that we're going to bounce back uh, from this one. And we certainly welcome the help of uh, and, and, and need the help of the business community with your wisdom and your experience and your uh, being out there creating jobs and keeping people at work every day. Um, uh, that's the kind of uh, knowledge that, uh, that, that we need. And uh, so we're going to have, uh, I, I definitely have a place at the table for, uh, for, for business uh, here in Georgia. And uh, we look forward to working with you. And uh, Chris, I'll stop there and be happy to field uh, questions in the time we have left. Uh, always enjoy doing that. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. We'll let Santiago, I'll let you, you kick us off. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I think you've covered a lot of ground there. And thank you for your leadership. And I want to thank Chris and the Georgia Chamber for their partnership. And Chris being a mentor to me has really helped us react very quickly. Um, a lot of our businesses, and I know this is true in, in, in our chamber, are somewhat hesitant or afraid to reopen because of liability. And uh, are there any uh, reassurances or do you think that's something that will be dealt with um, as you go back into, into session? No, I'm, uh, Santiago, I'm open to looking at uh, 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 some targeted ways that we can help those businesses uh, deal with the issues that have come out of the pandemic. Uh, you know, if, if, if you get into the issue uh, in, a, in a very general and broad kind of way, uh, obviously that becomes a much longer protracted discussion. Um, uh, I know I've had some suggestions along those lines and, and we're going to take a look at those and, and, and because I, I do hear that concern. I hear that from businesses in my community uh, that, are, that are frankly very, very worried about that. And so to the extent that we can uh, target some, some, uh, some changes to the law that will uh, address those specific concerns, uh, then uh, that's a discussion I'm willing to have uh, again, time, uh, time permitting. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. It's, it's great to hear you, you say that. I want to go back to the budget if I can for a few minutes, because I know sure. that's the priority for you. And like you, I was, uh, I was running a department during 2008, nine and 10 and had to cut 40% out of my budget. But I do remember how we worked hard together, the chamber and the general assembly passed 13 bills in 2011 and 12 to lead that recovery during that time. And one of the things that I keep going back to is the fact that you balanced the state budget, you made hard decisions, and we didn't increase taxes. We actually made us more competitive. Uh, we did a poll last weekend that showed 88% of Georgians were worried about higher taxes in the future because of those shortfalls. And so my first question is, do you think we can move through this crisis without raising taxes? And number two, do you think there's an opportunity here for relief from the Federal Reserve? I know they've got a facility they're standing up to help the states. Have you seen any support out of that, uh, out of the federal government yet, or do you expect any support? 
Well, on the tax question, <clears throat> Chris, I certainly, uh, you know, my, my, uh, uh, my bias is certainly against uh, tax increases. Uh, I don't think uh, that's, uh, if we're going to grow this economy back and, 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 and if we're going to recover in a strong and sustained way, I don't think we're going to do that by, uh, by, by raising taxes. Uh, I, uh, um, uh, I, I certainly intend for the House at least to avoid uh, 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 you know, getting, you know, going into that. Um, you always have, uh, uh, you know, people have uh, uh, different proposals on that. I know back in 2010, you, you mentioned that, you know, I'd be in my office and different people would come in and meet with me and they all had a solution and most of them involved a tax increase of some kind. And well, we came through that without raising taxes and, and <laughs> we actually reformed tax, uh, did tax reform. You know, you remember one of the bills that we passed, I guess it was 2012, was to uh, take the uh, sales tax off of uh, energy manufacturing, uh, which was a huge stimulus a significant part of our uh, economy here in the state. Uh, so that's where I am on tax increases now. On the federal government, um, um, the, you know, the, the, the feds are there. Um, uh, I get a little confused watching them up there, and, and frankly, um, but uh, I know they're, uh, the House passed a um, stimulus package uh, uh, late last week uh, um, that, you know, apparently is not even going to be taken up in the Senate. Uh, so the Senate, I, I guess, now will put together a plan. I'm not sure what their process will be, but I'm hopeful that they will step up and, and help the states uh, and um, many people Chairman England and others, uh, you know, are, are kind of anxious to see what we can count on or not count on in terms of, of, of some federal assistance uh, uh, for budget purposes. And you know, here again, you 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 look at the things um, that we're kind of being victimized because of the way we have managed in a conservative, responsible way. And then you look, and I'm not going to name names of other states, but other states are wanting um, uh, this help for, uh, frankly, to cure some mismanagement problems that have existed for uh, decades. And uh, uh, I don't want to see Georgia have to pay a price for that or any other state that has managed uh, uh, responsibly during this period of time. So, um I think we're in a wait and see posture with them in terms of uh, how much and when. Um, but I am uh, I'm still hopeful that we'll get uh, uh, some relief out of the federal government. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Mr. Speaker, what advice do you have for Georgia's businesses as they try to reopen safely? Uh, any any words of wisdom that you? 
You know, I don't know, Santiago, that I, I, I think, um, uh, I think uh, somebody said it best uh, a couple of weeks ago when the uh, restrictions were being lifted on certain businesses. You know, we're not making them reopen. We're simply permitting them to reopen. You know, in a lot of businesses, both whether they're in, here in downtown Atlanta or in downtown Blue Ridge, uh, have not have, have made the decision to not yet reopen, and that's the, a decision they get to make. And I think every business has to make that um, uh, the way they feel appropriate for them. Um, I. Um, I have not talked to a single business owner that doesn't want to reopen uh, because, you know, what I am, what I'm hearing from them is just this great amount of loyalty and appreciation that they have for their employees and they want to, you know, put them back to work and, and, and they want them to make money uh, and, and be productive. And, and so, um, I think everybody's got to do it, you know, the way they deem best. Uh, uh, and uh, so I would just encourage them to continue doing that. I, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, this is more of a cheer than it is advice, I guess, but uh, I just applaud the, uh, uh, the, the, the great uh, appreciation that that they have shown uh, to their employees. Uh, it's just been kind of a, a, been a really, really neat thing to see. Mr. Speaker, as a, as a follow-up there, we're looking at your backdrop of lovely downtown Blue Ridge, uh, which we all wish we were, we were there, uh, going to Oyster Fly Rod and then heading out this afternoon. But I know that of all the industries in Georgia, the hospitality industry has really been hit the hardest uh, many of those facilities are still closed down, like our amusement parks. Uh, we know the impact of Delta to many of our hotels in Georgia. I'm curious what you're hearing from, from your constituents back home that are in the tourism industry and what your thoughts are about how we help them rebound and recover, because they've literally lost a whole, you know, one of the most important quarters of the year for operations and for revenue, and then they're going into a very uncertain summer. Well, you, you, that, that, that's a great point, and, and that is absolutely true that uh, uh, the, the tourism industry took a huge, huge hit, still taking a hit. I mean, you look at Delta and you see the, some of the numbers that were, are just staggering about uh, uh, how um, air travel has dropped, and, and that's the largest private employer in the state of Georgia. Um, I... Uh, uh, I think uh, it's it kind of uh, it may re it may sort of reorient uh, travel. Um, if you know, some of you may remember during the Great Recession. Um, you know, I, I would keep up. This was even before I was speaker, but I'd keep up with the local chamber about how tourism was doing, and because I'm reading stories even then about, uh, 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 you know, the tourism industry was hit at that time. Right. But what happened was it was, picked, it, was it gained within the state. Right. So uh, uh, we, 
we have a little concept that uh, somebody shared with me a few days ago called a, a staycation. Uh, and and uh, the cabin industry, for example, in, uh, in, in the mountains is, is, is back to being full. Uh, you know, if you don't have a cabin now and you want one the next couple, three months, you're going to have to really work hard to find one because people who might have gone to Florida, might have gone uh, to the Caribbean, might have gone wherever, uh, they're, they're staying closer uh, and uh, 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 kind of uh, finding new and good things to do. Um, and I suspect uh, Bill Oyster is going to sell a lot of those rods this summer. I'm sure, I'm sure he hopes so and, <laughs> and takes that to heart. Uh, Santiago, any last comments or thoughts before we uh, wrap things up and let the speaker go? Yeah, I, I really didn't get a chance to thank the speaker. The speaker has been a great friend to, to our chamber, been a great friend to our businesses and to the Hispanic community, and his door has always been open. And I can personally testify to that as I've been at the chamber since uh, 2008. So. I just want to thank you, sir, for your leadership. Having your door open to us means a lot to us to have you in, in, in that position. Well, thank you, Santiago, and thank you to, uh, uh, to the uh, Hispanic business community here in Georgia, which is a, uh, just a, uh, has, has enriched our economy and, and added just a, a tremendous energy. And uh, I want you to please convey my uh, deep appreciation for what uh, what they're doing to move towards your forward. Well, Mr. Speaker, thank you. I just had a note from one of our lobbyist friends who said he appreciated you calling the lobbyist guest. Uh, that was the uh, <laughs> first time he'd been called a guest, and he was appreciative of that. Well, he, he might not appreciate this story. <laughs> the ideas, and I'll, I'll finish on this note, one of the ideas we had to keep the capital not full of people was to not admit lobbyists into the Capitol during the remainder of the session. Uh, we weren't going to exclude them from the proceedings, but we were going to put them in a tent here on the grounds of the Capitol uh, and let them uh, get uh, live feeds out there of uh, what was going on. And uh, so uh, he probably didn't like that one as much as the other. Probably not, but I could see it like a big tailgate party across the street there in Liberty Square. I thought y'all were in there. There's an idea there somewhere. I'm going to go to that. <laughs> it's a different way to lobby. Well, Mr. Speaker, thank you for what you do. We're, we're here to work with you through this Recovery and Resiliency Task Force that our chamber has launched just like we did in 2010. Uh, we want to be a partner with you. We'll be sharing those ideas that we're getting from all of our members all over the state of Georgia. I want to encourage those that are following us today to Join us tomorrow for our, our Resiliency Roundtable and then again on Thursday. Uh, and Mr. Speaker, again, thank you. And we'll continue to pray for you and the members of the House uh, as you guys continue to lead our state. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you, guys. Take care.